to another episode of That's Rap Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jay Rosales. And, uh, well, it's been an interesting day in the NBA, to say the least. We are recording this on Wednesday evening, the day that shook the NBA. Um, And I don't know what other way to introduce that. This was supposed to be a... Uh, a very special and still is it's it's supposed to be a very special podcast for us myself jason and dre because this is actually our 100th episode i know that on raptors hq we've been counting it since we joined and uh, there's a few episodes in so we're officially on our 100th episode so congratulations guys yes sir um, but the news that we're discussing today is not so jolly uh before jumping into it uh who's who's with me on the line today uh, th- this is this is Dre. I'll get into the skinny in a second. Uh, it's not going to be a very jokey episode. Uh, Jason, how are you doing? Yeah, I mean, we had to jump on this real quick because this was kind of unfolding with, uh, in front of our eyes. But yeah, this is Jason, and this is That's a Rap Podcast, of uh, Raptors Podcast for fans, by fans. But this is now just the podcast so we can all kind of talk to each other because we have a lot of things going on. Like, we're basically seeing this... Uh, unfold as as much as you know the fans are listening and and it, it's kind of crazy so yeah let's jump right into it hopefully uh we've sent an invite uh to Derek denarian from the cbc and hopefully he can jump on but you can just imagine the breaking news that he has to unfold at at the headquarters so if he jumps on you might hear his uh, uh sultry voices and maybe we can ask him <laughs> a couple of questions about like what's going on and like uh how's everybody handling how's the breaking news and like basically just ask him like real real life questions um because we're all standbying right now right yeah it, the, the skinny is the league was dealing with players and doctors to begin with with all of the sporadic drug testing that's been going on this year but since the COVID-19 strain of the coronavirus, uh, coronavirus obviously being a very general term for a specific type of virus that can be passed through animals and humans, I believe. Um, so SARS, West Nile, the bubonic plague, uh, mad cow disease, all different types of coronaviruses. So um, COVID-19, this specific strain, uh, within the last couple of weeks, we've had specific players who, if they exhibited flu-like symptoms or a basic cold, like Steph Curry, for instance, um, yes, they they were sent to the doctors right away. So today, we discover that Rudy Gobert, all-star player for the Utah Jazz, actually has COVID-19. And uh, uh, Jay, can you tell us why, as a Raptors podcast where where this continues for our own personal problems and how this affected the league on mass well uh i guess the the, the news today um started um very quickly just a couple of hours ago right before tip off of the utah jazz and oklahoma city thunder uh the announcers in the stadium said that the game has been canceled uh until further notice or something to that effect so that got twitter all up in in arms um there were scenes of of uh, i believe it was chris paul at one point went over i think he had heard something about okay well rudy gobert and emmanuel mudiay um were 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 pulled from the game or, or sorry they were they were on the injury report with quote-unquote illness Mm -hmm. and the second you hear see that word you immediately start thinking about um and this is kind of where we're at as a society right now is my immediate thought was does he have COVID 19 i don't know 
um but those those imme- those initial thoughts became very much fearful because uh a the game got postponed and that's something that's very very rarely happened so it got people wondering um chris paul was seen heading over to the oklahoma city thunder um bench uh, sorry not that their bench sorry to the utah jazz bench and asking um, you know, what's up with Rudy? And then immediately he was being shooed away and saying, don't come in contact with us. And so it looked very, very fishy. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, so so the, the scenes in there looked very troublesome. And then shortly after, Shams Charania tweeted out that Rudy Gobert does in fact, it has tested positive for the coronavirus. The NBA uh, jumped in quickly and suspended the season so that's the next big news that came out of the nine o'clock hour eastern time so a lot of things to unpack here guys um you know a lot has happened already since that suspension but um jason what you i guess your initial thoughts like what's what's going through your mind right now in terms of how this is affecting the league well i mean it's been like i don't know that we've kind of talked about this in our previous episode too is like how is it going to feel like when we see games without any uh, fans in the in the stands and that was a real thing that we were concerned about and it kind of happened so even before all the suspension talk uh or this uh, the nba suspending the uh i guess postponing all these games now was when san francisco i believe like the governor the governor or the 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 government office has told uh all of san francisco that you cannot have any public uh uh, more than like a thousand people in one area which includes uh you know games and concerts and and whatnot and that also meant that the golden state warriors were going to play a game at their arena to host the nets and they were scheduled for this thursday but but then they're like you know we're gonna have to have uh, the game without any any people in the stands so it was it was an actual real thing that we thought that what you know it was we were thinking it's like what what happens what will happen and now it was a real thing you know fast forward what maybe a uh, seven hours later and then this all just not just blew up it, like it literally unfolded one after the other after the other like jay you were saying how during that okc and uh utah jazz game it it was like I think a a medical official ran onto the floor to like tell the league tell tell yeah. the officials that you know a player X uh, because they like even Utah isn't going to say what the name is but player X ha- has been diagnosed with something so then automatically they suspended the whole game and just think about it just think about it for a second that you're in the stands like because we're, we're all fans right we don't we don't we don't work for the league we don't work for the Raptors we don't we're just fans could you imagine being at that game few seconds literally seconds before tip-off and then all of a sudden uh one team goes to their locker room the next team starts to walk to their locker room the refs are gone and everyone's saying what the heck's going on like Mm -hmm. it's it's a scary situation um and like I'm sitting beside uh, my my wife on the couch. We're just seeing this unfold. We're watching the stream online and we're looking at Twitter like everybody else. And we're like, this is real, you know, and that's a scary thought. What do we it, like? I, I And I and I also think that there's a little bit of um, a little bit of like it's happening uh, across the border now. Like in, in the beginning, it was happening, you know, in Europe and in China and it's not going to come here. But now it is, you know, and it's it's kind of to me, it's it's 
it getting real and more real and i'm i'm hoping to look for more answers and i'm not trying to like start a start any like craziness but like i've never been any through this before i've never have been affected like this before so like it's good to talk and get more information as much as possible so that's i guess that's where i'm at right now yeah um another thing to to note and this is what i was alluding to earlier um Rudy Gobert obviously is of the Jazz, and who did the Jazz face last? The Toronto Raptors. So that's why, unfortunately, this is exceptionally potent to this podcast, where it's like, hopefully, you know, this doesn't end up having a follow-up episode where anything had happened, because, um, I mean, who knows when Rudy Gobert may have contracted this. So, um, you know, the last game... It was against us, and obviously it was a very physical game, and Rudy Gobert is a very physical player. You know, it's not like he stands out at the wings and shoots the guys two-time-in-a-row defensive player of the year. Like, and the Raptors were trying to shut this guy down. Plus, you know, get all those blocks and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, the Raptors have had, like, charity events. So, you know, hopefully everybody involved, you know, flat out doesn't have this kind of scare. And if they do... I sincerely hope that everybody is going to be okay. But this, unfortunately, hits a little bit too close to home right now. And um, since it's a silent virus, I hope anybody else in the league who might be getting this or any spectators, just anybody, period, outside of the league, I hope everyone takes care of this. this yeah. This, this is beatable, but it's 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 still scary. And it's silent, yeah. and that's why it, it gets deadly. And, and I think I, I want to say that, like, the NBA... Um, is doing a a good job for like the decision to postpone the season or suspend the season because that's not a easy decision to make, you know. Like it's, I I commend those people who are making these decisions and I think that's what it takes, right? And and you know we us as fans, uh, myself included, could be very irrational when things are panicking and and things are happening so fast. So I I commend those guys and of course the the healthcare workers and of course the scientists and the doctors and everything that we should ta- listen to them seriously in these types of situations. Like you know like we should definitely take care of ourselves. We should take care of each other as much as we can, uh, but also let the professionals be professionals. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you have to listen to them. Course. Yeah, and and the thing is, like the other thing that's, um, I I think possibly lost in all this. I mean, the, I think at the heart of this, let's let like prayers up for for Rudy Gobert for a of course yes. a yes, 100%. a quick recovery. I mean, word out of out of um, I guess a lot all over NBA Twitter right now is that, you know, he is actually he's doing quite well. Like he's in strong spirits, and in fact, he wasn't even in the arena. Um, like he was, he was, he was feeling ill this morning and didn't bother going to the arena. So the, the right steps were in place there, in terms of the safety of of anyone attending the arena. Having said that, um, the last I had heard, uh, the two teams are being quarantined. I don't know if they've been kind of let out yet, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think that that has leaked out to the fans because the fans haven't really been in contact with Rudy Gobert. Um, my thought is, and I'm sure you guys are thinking this too, and I'm sure our listeners are thinking about this too, is, well, who did Rudy Gobert last play against? Well, yeah. And that would be the Raptors. So I think that's the next angle mm-hmm. that's kind of worth the discussion here is, you know, there are, there are tweets going out tonight about the, the Raptors had two huge social events happening tonight. One, um, right. I believe, was at the ballroom. There's footage of them bowling and... 
That's uh, a lot of people in a very confined space um, yeah. and all handling bowling balls together. And uh, I don't know how secure I'd feel at, at, at that type of event now, knowing that a lot of these players were, you know, like playing a basketball game against someone who just tested positive for the coronavirus. What do you guys think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, per uh, Blake Murphy, um, he said that it, basically the Raptors are getting tested as we speak, but no word on quarantine. Um, I, I honestly think that, you know, what comes next is if you have uh, a play, especially a player involved, like there's only what like 300 or, or so players in this league, but then you've got to think about everybody else who works around the league too, who are close in contact with these players, like the, the doctors, the, the coaches, the, 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 everything, everything that has to be with, um, I honestly feel like it should everybody should be should be tested just for safe measures quarantine wise I'm not too sure but like it it's it just seems like this isn't going this the numbers aren't going down it's it's almost doubling uh, every single day so to to have like um the NBA you know take these precautions it's a good thing like they ha they should do this just to protect their own their their players and their fans as well cuz you you never know like um I think it's just habit for these players to be in contact with fans and such as the when the Raptors go on uh, these charity events, right? Like this, this is just something that they want to do every day if they could and, and to be around these fans. So it's, it's a good idea to me, I think, to be uh, to, to test these players. And if you do feel like you are sick um, at home, guys, then I, I feel like you should take the pre precautionary test to like, you know, just try your best to be as clean as possible don't you know like even if you were sick in in, in the beginning like don't go don't go to work <laughs> you know what i mean like mm -hmm. I, I i don't know it's again I, I wish we had more information to tell you guys um but it, it, this news is unfolding as we speak yeah um i mean uh, go ahead other teams that have um, faced Utah, I mean, this is the thing. Is like the, the first thing that comes to mind is obviously the Raptors having played them, but um, the the coronavirus takes, what, two weeks to kind of show itself or yeah. to be diagnosed with it. So um, the, the testing is going to stretch beyond just the Raptors, right? The, the teams that the Utah has faced over the last 10 days include Toronto, Detroit, Boston, New York and Cleveland and all of those other I believe four of those five games were on the road too so like it's it, what I'm trying to get at is that this is it's spread out over the entire um, east yeah exactly <laughs> the, the those, northeast those states other other than Toronto the other four were all on the road the Toronto game was only one at home so that's five different locations over the last 10 days that Utah has visited right so um, I think that's that that lends to the whole thing about okay, well, this is something that is so serious that um, suspending the season is, is is necessary. I'm sorry, do I hear a certain CBC individual hopping on right sure, now? Sure, so I hope so. Hello, hello. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. If you guys can hear this, uh, Derek is is on the line with us. He uh, is working at CBC right now, as you see, speak, and I don't know how he made the time uh, to talk to us, but thank God you're on. Derek, how are you? I'm good. Just uh, taking a few, <laughs> few seconds to kind of catch my breath. There's a lot of breaking news, a lot of 
big news, a lot of big breaking information from the NBA, from, uh, you know, President Donald Trump, uh, and yeah. even on our end, uh, you know, here in Canada as well, uh, in relation to the coronavirus. So, uh, and looking at how, how that impacts, uh, you know, our day-to-day lives, our travel, and now uh, the sport that we all love, uh, the NBA mm-hmm. and basketball. So, so when did you, when, what happened when you heard it first? Like, what was the first thing that you saw that basically broke the news? Well, I mean, much like you, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that, uh, you know, Woj is a huge source and him working for ESPN, um, you know, gives his information a lot, a lot of credibility. Um, so as a news agency on, on our end, I mean, for me, I could personally, uh, I, I saw his tweet. I got, I always have notifications for, for Woj and for Shams. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I saw his tweet pop up immediately and I was shocked. I mean, uh, I, I saw his tweet earlier in the day saying that, you know, look, we're the NBA is, is mulling some things and they're possibly thinking about, you know, either having teams play with no fans in the arena or to possibly just suspend the season um, until things kind of clear up and, and slow down. But I, I did not expect, uh, you know, that type of change to happen so fast over, you know, the period of, I would say, maybe four or five hours. It went from... You know, yeah, teams are on the docket. They're going to be playing tonight um, to, you know, the NBA is possibly mulling some uh, changes. There was the consensus that teams would rather, uh, you know, play with no fans in the arena and continue the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden you hear, uh, oh, well, now there may be a player that uh, is being tested for uh, the coronavirus. And it turns out that uh, you know, at least from what, what we're hearing from, you know, uh, the athletic from ESPN, uh, and from the Associated Press that it is Rudy Gobert. Now, uh, the Utah Jazz did tweet out before the game, uh, earlier this afternoon that, uh, Rudy Gobert was questionable, um, and that his, and that he may not play. And then his condition got completely upgraded to, he is not playing, uh, due to illness as well as, uh, Emmanuel Moutier. So, uh, they, that was kind of telling, and, and we may hear that Moutier is the second confirmed case on the Utah Jazz roster, uh, probably within the next, I would say, less than 10 hours, maybe 12 hours, um, where uh, we'll, we'll find out you know, what the results of his testing were. But I, I'm positive at, at this point that uh, both the Utah Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder um, are in self-isolation, uh, being quarantined, and uh, are going to be undergoing testing of some sort uh, in Oklahoma. Um, so we'll we'll wait to find out what the results are. But yeah, it's it's things have moved really fast, and there's a lot of news and a lot of things to kind of break down to how this happened, what the contact trace of Gobert might be, how large of a scope are we talking, um, and whether this will completely shut down the season indefinitely and that's the key word we don't know right now if things are going to be shut down um, Mm -hmm. indefinitely for the nba season so right now i I think we're in a wait and see approach with the nba and from everything we're hearing um you know i've reached out to the raptors personally um to find out if there's been any updates or what they can tell us about the players and whether they're uh being tested at the moment um, right. they, they've said that they are not going to be commenting tonight, which is obviously very understandable. This is a, uh, a very fluid situation where they are, uh, you know, getting information as they receive it. And I'm sure they've been in contact uh, with Adam Silver and the rest of the league and are going to make, you know, all the 
uh, options and everything that they might a player might need available to them to ensure the the health and safety of of not only their players but the staff on the team uh, and members of their organization um, that work for MLSE, right? Because like I said, yeah, the, the contact trace goes beyond just player to player. Uh, it's it's your entire staff and mm-hmm. everybody that works in the arena that you might come across uh, and the services they that may use they may touch. Uh, the basketballs, the basketball rack, or the whistles, the clipboards, the floor, the locker room. Uh, there's so much here that uh, you know they're going to have to uh, try to clean up, disinfect, and ensure is safe. Um, and so I'm, I'm given how big the the scope of of investigation might be for for uh, you know the public health in Oklahoma, the public health team in in Utah, uh, and here in Toronto. I, I'm I'm. I'm not surprised that the NBA moved as swiftly uh, to suspend Agreed. it, yeah. given that this could be absolutely massive. And, and, and this is just one player. So imagine, you know, an entire team roster and what that means. So it's uh, it's a bit it's crazy. It's crazy right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, like, and what you just described, like, magnifies throughout the world, right? I mean, we, we're aware of... I believe there's a player on. Is it was it Juventus? I believe. Yeah, so Juventus. One Syria team where a player has it, and I remember, I heard about that this morning. I'm thinking, man, if that ever happens in like the NBA, like God forbid, like that would well, happen. And that 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 just happened this morning, right? So, um, the the ripple effect also happens regarding you know the travel. And again, I'm referring more to the what's happening in, over in, in Europe right now. Is yeah, like we were talking about guys that are flying, teams that are flying to different countries, and it's like, okay, well, do you ban that now? And like, yeah, to your point, Derek, it the the NBA was was right to move quickly, and they made the right decision. Um, I'm I'm also receiving those same questions: is how long is this suspension going to be for? And the assumption right now is that it is for the that the, the entire season is gone, but I'm willing to hold out that. Um, you know, there's there's the possibility of the season being brought back on or, or, or enacted again in, in a few weeks' time is still open, um, but I guess right now we're all in that wait and see mode. Yeah, and and I think to to your point, um, sorry to cut anybody off if they were going to chime in, um, but I mean a, a lot of this is also um, going to depend on what measures uh, the United States government takes, right? So mm-hmm. w- more so than basketball, we're looking at a public health issue. Um, as far as everyday citizens go in the in Utah, in Salt Lake City, in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, uh, in Toronto, in Ontario, you know, and, and what how the news, I guess, in, in my day to day job um, connects to all of this is, is looking at the announcement that uh, Donald Trump made tonight, uh, you know, saying that the U.S. is going to uh, essentially be banning all travel between the United States and Europe uh, for the next you know, foreseeable time. Um, and, and that is huge. That's, that's a very big step to take because there is so much travel that happens between the U S and Europe every single day. So the fact that they're completely halting that means that they are, they are not taking any chances with bringing in any more cases, um, from Europe. And especially given the situation that is, is in Italy where that entire country is locked down at the moment and people are being asked to stay home do not leave, do not go to the stores, don't go shopping unless it's for absolute necessities like groceries um, or, or, or possibly to, you know, commute to see a, a very ill loved one. But even then, you know, anything that is non-essential in Italy 
has been completely shut down um, as a means to try to get a hold on on the spread of this uh, virus. And look, I, I don't want to be alarmist. I don't want to, uh, you know, create any sort of fear mongering or scare people into, uh, you know, the scope of the situation it, of how bad how bad how big and, and how bad it could be. Because right now those are all hypotheticals and things right. that we're projecting, and it, a lot of a lot of times with with healthcare, and this is you know obviously me not speaking as you know a doctor or somebody in the medical field, so you know take my opinion with a grain of salt. But a lot of a lot of healthcare is about preventative measures as opposed to reactive of measures, course. right? So so it's like you know for example, let's say you know you've got. You know, like let's let's use KD for an example. Uh, in last year's NBA Finals, he he's had the Achilles issue. They were saying it was a calf strain. In ideal preventative measures, they would have said you're done for the playoffs. Don't even bother coming back mm-hmm. because it would have prevented that Achilles injury, which has ultimately cost him an entire season, right? And mm-hmm. had he done the proper steps and taken the proper care to use those preventative measures before there was a larger issue he would have been healthier ultimately and probably would have been fine. But because it was a more of a reactionary uh, measure that was taken, we're now looking at lost seasons and, and players who are dealing with, uh, you know, larger injuries that, you know, in years past could be uh, c- career ending or career altering at the very least. Right. So uh, in this, in this instance, you know, I'm not surprised that the U S government is, is trying to take as much preventative measures as they can. Uh, I mean, you can say what you will about the response that they've had, uh, so far, and you know, obviously, I'll leave that to uh, you know American listeners and uh, you know people who actually live there uh, to to give their takes on that. But uh, yeah, at this point, I think you know how things go with the U.S. is how things will go with the NBA. So yeah. if 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 they actually are able to get a solid grip on the spread of this virus and are able to prevent more cases and slow the spread of it down, so that their hospital systems are not going to be overwhelmed. Uh, as much as they would be if things kind of went hot and fast, um, they they may have a chance to to salvage the NBA season. Now, I'm not saying that you know the regular season is, is going to resume. I don't think that's going to be the case at all. I think if in some scenario the NBA is to resume playing again at any point this season, it will probably be to start the playoffs. Like mm. I, I could absolutely see a situation where mm. they say, "Look, you got, most teams in the league have already played sixty plus NBA games in the season. They've most teams have got about maybe fifteen at the max, maybe twenty games left. That would essentially equate to what you'd have in a lockout season, right? So, if 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 it's sixty six games that you've played, you look at whatever the rankings are. The top eight teams go to the playoffs. Maybe you give them a buffer time of two to three weeks to practice and prepare, and you resume the playoffs in say maybe May or June." I'm not sure how that works with, you know, the venues and league revenue and broadcast TV deals. But I could see, you know, some light at the end of that tunnel if, you know, the U.S. is able to get a handle on things and they're able to uh, keep things in check. And, 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 you know, we start to see a slowdown like uh, we're seeing in China, um, you know, over the next month or so, uh, then that would be great. But again, we, we, we're in a wait and see approach, but I do think that there is still some hope out there. I, I, I'm not going to say that, you know, this entire year is done for, for NBA basketball and that we may not see the playoffs or we may not see anything at all. But ultimately what's most important here 
is the people, right? The right. The, the right. NBA players. We might look at them as superstars and role guys that we enjoy watching, but these are human beings that have families and children to look after. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, every NBA team, uh, including, you know, the backwards ones like the New York Knicks, um, uh, would would want, you know, the players' best interest in mind, right? They want to make sure that these guys are healthy, that they're safe, that they're getting the care that they need, um, and that their families are taken care of, and that everybody that works for them uh, is in a position of health so that they Absolutely. can continue doing the things that they love. And so for me, uh, you know, more so than anything else, it's bigger than basketball. I know that's a cliche, but, you know, we're talking about human beings and their lives. And, you know, the last thing that we want to see is, uh, you know, a, a, a player get seriously ill and, and in the worst case, die from something like this, right? I mean, Absolutely. I'm obviously not saying that it'll get to that point, but, you know, they're t- they're, the, the league is doing everything that they can to prevent something larger from, from happening. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I took my hat off to them and, and uh, obviously it's a, it's a tough time for everybody, but uh, I wouldn't give up hope on the NBA season just yet. Yeah, Still- and I mean, you raised some good points because um, basketball is obviously, like like most pro sports, an old sport that's been going on for generations. So you have veteran players, veteran figures, families, like ger- like geriatric figures, like grandparents um, taking their kids to games and stuff. You know, a lot of people our age with good immune systems can get through this. A lot of NBA players can get through this if they take the proper precautions. However, because it's a silent virus, this can affect a lot of young kids going to the first game, uh, young kids wanting to meet their favorite player, uh, you know, older figures, you know, trying to take their their grandkids or their kids or, you know, to cherish a game that they've loved for decades. You know, like, this can be really bad. So I think the the right thing was taken, like the right course of action. It's still sad, but at the end of the day, we have to look at life before we look at what we enjoy in life. Life is more important than what's within it at the end of the day. We we will get back to enjoying it as soon as everything is under control. So hopefully that's going to be soon. Yeah, and just to quickly add one more thing cuz I think you touched on a great point about children and and it reminded me of something that I I should have mentioned earlier. Um, so one of the things that that um, is a bit of a concern right now, um, beyond just um, and I'm speaking here for the Raptors locally in the city of Toronto, is um, you know obviously I'm sure they were they were made aware of the news the same time that everybody else was. I'm sure the players looked at got a tweet from Woj or you know had their agent or somebody from the team reach out to them. Um, but uh, there was a there was an event tonight um, mm-hmm. that was held uh, you know at, at a ballroom bowling alley. Um, uh, for Norman Powell or through Norman Powell for uh, Big Brothers and Big Sisters, I believe. Um, And uh, it was a successful event. Norman's done it in the past before. The team has totally done a bunch of, you know, team outings uh, where they've bowled and just kind of, you know, relieved some stress and had some fun and, you know, built some chemistry up. And that was no different than tonight. But the caveat being that, you know, they were surrounded by other media personalities, by young children, families, as well as other teammates. Um, at Norman Powell's bowling event. And so there is some concern there that, you know, uh, beyond just the team, if if they are, uh, you know, if they do uh, test positive uh, as patients for coronavirus, um, that it may have possibly, um, you know, led to other people being um, impacted by by this infection as well. So uh, we're now we're not just looking at just jazz games, but we're also looking at uh, the impact of, uh, you know, the Raptors team and them being out in community spaces in this city and possibly having other citizens who have just happened to come in contact with them 
uh, you know, playing bowling, having fun for a, a nice community event um, that uh, may have to do with the with the fallback of of getting some coronavirus testing. So uh, yeah. fingers crossed that everything is OK and, and that this isn't, you know, nearly as bad as it could be or that we might hypothetically think it could be. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, there's certainly some local concerns here for people in the Toronto community um, who were at that event tonight. Um, I know that there were at least seven players that I saw uh, at the event. There was Norm, Pascal, Terrence Davis, uh, Matt Thomas, Malcolm Miller, Patrick McCaw, uh, Chris Boucher. So there was there was a solid amount of team, uh, guys that were there tonight uh, to support Norm in his bowling event. Um, and it looked like a great time. Um, you know, guys had their, their names on the back of bowling shirts and uh, it looked like a lot of fun. And I'm sure they yeah. were getting together to raise money for for a good cause. Uh, and it's unfortunate that this news happened and that this is kind of soured that that moment mm -hmm. but um it is important to know that 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 is something that i'm sure toronto public health uh and people within the city of toronto will be looking at um and it is something that we should we should uh, you know at the very least be aware of so absolutely all right well i mean i don't want to take up too much of your time because i feel like you got to go back anyways yes, uh, at so cbc <laughs> yeah but we we want to we appreciate your time Derek. thank you so much for basically you know yeah uh, yeah no no worries half hour before like we were just like hey Derek can you just like jump on so we can ask you some questions but yeah honestly thank you so much for jumping on my friend yeah yeah no worries man I appreciate you guys having me and, and, and you know, I, I don't mind uh, you know given the situation and, and my background it's it kind of worked out well yeah uh, and I'm glad I could take, take some time out to uh, to at least you know inform you guys oh did, did, we he, did we lose him well I guess I guess that's perfect timing because you know at least he he is true we we wanted to for myself included i i wanted to make sure that we could ask all the questions and and kind of get somebody who's in the know as much as possible um where we can you know kind of get more information i think that's all we have to do because yes it's true that this is uh, now it's officially a pandemic but it doesn't mean that we can be in the hysterics and start you know uh going crazy with with one another i think this is a time for us like any to kind of uh, be with one uh, be there for one another and take care of each other and and you know all, everything that you should be doing anyways so again if if derek is still listening we we appreciate it but um is there anything else you guys wanted to to touch upon on, on this oh, situation yeah. I'm, I'm very glad that Derek joined us uh, for the reasons that you said, even if it's stuff that we covered before, uh, given his background and his um, his finesse with his profession, he was able to relay it in a way that was both informative and um, shed specific light on the situation in a way that hopefully you listeners can hear and understand that while the league-wide shutdown is sad, it's more of a precautionary thing as opposed to a reason to panic for instance so um i'm very grateful that he was able to jump on board and yeah jay do you have anything yes wash your hands of course everybody <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100 wash, wash your hands yeah uh but yeah guys uh thanks again for joining us again we'll be you can find us on that's Rap pod uh and make sure to you know stay safe be with uh, take care of one another and until next time guys that's a wrap